Hey, everybody. You know, life is always better with God, and he is an expert in helping us get better. I want to start by just saying Happy New Year. I hope your year is off to a great start. Can I tell you how I started my year? Every year, one of my things that I love to do is I love to hike to the top of Mission Peak. And so this past Friday, me and my good friend Rich, we hiked to the top. And can I tell you, if you've never hiked Mission Peak, can I tell you, it's a medium-level hike, but then you, uh, s- some of the parts get pretty challenging. It gets a little challenging, <laughs> but then once you get kind of over the ice and snow, there's only one last part that's just a little tricky. But I, I, I got over that cliff, I lowered the rope, pulled my friend Rich up to the top, and can I tell you, from the top of Mission Peak, it is glorious. It is awesome at the top. In fact, I hope some of you, maybe this will be your year to hike to the top of Mission Peak. Can I tell you, when I got to the top, one of the things that I did is I always like to pray over the city of Fremont, and I pray for you, I pray for our church family. And here's what I do. I ask God, I say, God, would you bless our church family? And would you make us a blessing to our community and to our world? I pray, I say, Father, so many of our people are so close to taking some big steps of faith. So many are right on the verge of major breakthrough in their life. So, Lord, I just ask you, our people have such big hearts to give and serve. They want to make a difference in the world for you. So, Father, I'm asking, would you bless us? And can I tell you, as I prayed that prayer, I, in my spirit, I heard God answer that prayer with a resounding yes. Yes, I will. God was saying, that's my heart. That's my plan. That's what I want to do. Friends, you know, in 2020, God wants to bless your life. And so that leads us to our message today, the power of a blessing. We have an outline for the message. I hope you'll take this out. And as you do, I want to tell you, I am highly qualified to give this talk today because for the last 30 years, I've been powerfully blessed to have Karen as my wife, my best friend, and my partner in love. And I want to just start out by saying today is our 30th wedding anniversary. So I want to give you these flowers. I love you. Happy anniversary, baby. So I just wanted to sneak a kiss in there, if that's all right. So hey, as we, as we talk about the power of a blessing, in fact, on your outline, would you write this down? I want you to understand right off the top is that we were created for blessing. We were created for blessing. Do you know that from the very beginning of creation, right after God made us special and in his image, do you know the first thing that God did? Look at what it says in Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28 on the top of your outline. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then God, what? Blessed them bless them and said to them be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it do you know the first thing that god did after he created us is he blessed us and friends that's still his desire today god made you to love you and he wants to bless your life you were built for a blessing friends listen to me god is for you he's not against you God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. And he wants to bless your life in 2020. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, 
come on, pastor, if God wants to bless me so much, what's the holdup? Come on, God, like I'm ready, bring the blessings. Well, can I just tell you three things? Maybe on the side of your outline, you might want to jot these down. First of all, can I tell you, friends, you're already blessed. You are already blessed, more than you know. I think it's so easy for us to begin to take all of our blessings for granted. And then secondly, I want to say sometimes the difficulties you go through are simply blessings in disguise. Sometimes we can't see it now because it's painful and dark and stormy, but then you get on the other side and you look back and you see how God was using that to bring something really good to your life. Sometimes our, our difficulties are blessings in disguise. But thirdly, I want to tell you, sometimes you're missing out on God's blessings because you're out of position. You're out of position to receive God's blessing. Let me explain it this way. I don't know how you feel about waterfalls, but I love waterfalls. In fact, whenever I see one, whenever possible, if I can swim out and get under the waterfall, I always like to, there's just something powerful about standing under a, a waterfall as the water floods over and, man, just the noise and the feel of the water pounding on you. It's, it's awesome. You position yourself. I want you to think of a waterfall as God's never-ending flow of his love and grace and kindness and mercy. It never stops flowing. You want to position your life right under the flow of God's goodness and grace. And you want to do that day by day by day. But sometimes you get out of position. Let me explain it this way. For If we have any football fans here, uh, let me explain it this way. I want you to think of God as the quarterback, and this football is his blessings. And so God calls a play. He says, I want you to uh, slant route right. And so you're thinking, you go to line, and you think, well, I know he called slant route right, but I think it'd be better if I think I know better. I'm going to go to the left. And it's a timing pattern, and God snaps the ball, and he throws the ball, and he throws it to the right, but you're going left. And let me tell you, the blessings were there. You just missed it. You dropped the ball because you were out of position. And some of you, God's blessings, man, he's, he's throwing out his blessings, but because you're going your own direction, doing your own thing. It's not that God doesn't love you. It's not that his grace and mercy aren't flowing. You're, you're just out of position to receive God's blessings. Now, can I tell you one of the best ways you can position your life to be richly blessed in 2020 is get in a life group. Get in a life group. Do you know if you get in a life group, here's what will happen. You'll get closer to God. You'll deepen some friendships. You'll grow spiritually. It will bless your life. In fact, right after this service, we have a life group fair where some of our life groups, I mean, we have men's groups, women's groups, we have recreation groups, couple groups, we have a, a grief recovery group. We even have a group, like if you're not even a Christian, but you want a safe place to explore faith, we even have an alpha group you can sign up for. And I hope you will, because friends, it will bless your life. We were created for blessing. And secondly, would you write this down? There's something inside of you, each one of us where we long to be blessed. We long to be blessed. Like to highlight what I'm getting at here, I want to share with you an amazing story from Genesis chapter 27. It's the story of Isaac. At the end of Isaac's life, he's preparing to die. But before he dies, he wants to bless his oldest son, Esau. And so this is what he said. He tells Esau, he says, I want you to go out. I want you to hunt some wild game. 
bring it back and I want you to cook me up a stew just how I like it. And then after I eat this meal, I'll give you my special blessing. So Esau, he goes out to hunt the wild game, but his wife, Rebecca, overhears the conversation. And Rebecca, she favors her son Jacob over Esau, so she wants Jacob to get the blessing. So she convinced Jacob to pretend he's Esau, and she dresses him up in Esau's clothes. She puts some goat fur on him, because Esau's evidently a really hairy guy. And she gets Jacob to go in, and because Isaac is so old, his eyes are so bad, Jacob was able to convince Isaac that he was Esau, and Isaac gives Jacob the special blessing. Well, no sooner does Jacob leave the room than Esau comes back with it. He killed the game, he prepares a meal, he walks in expecting his blessing, but Isaac had already given his blessing to Jacob. And I want you to hear what Esau says in Genesis chapter 27, verse 3 on your outline. When Esau heard his father's words, he let out a loud and bitter cry, Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me too, he begged. Man, do you hear the longing, the desperation? There was something inside of Esau that longed to have the special blessing of his father. And friends, can I tell you, there's something inside each one of us where we long to be blessed by our dad, our mom, our father as well. I think this longing to be blessed really hit home for me in May of 2009 where we had our first ever father-son retreat. It was an awesome weekend where a handful of us dads, we went up into the mountains with our young sons and we spent the weekend just playing and, and pouring into their spiritual lives. And we, man, we did, we did zip lining, we hiked, shot bows and arrows, we had lots of man food around the campfire. It was awesome. But during the last morning, I asked the dads to say a special blessing over their sons and then serve them communion. And so as we had this special time of worship, the dads knelt before their sons and started to bless them. And as some of the dads started to bless them, some of the dads started to, like, to, to weep, like to just start crying. And by the time this, this, this morning was over, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. And let me tell you what happened. It just dawned on me. Some of these dads had never in their whole life been blessed by their father. And it was such a powerful moment. In fact, one of the dads told me later that in all his life, his dad never told him that he loved him. And that's when it dawned on me, inside of all of us, we have this longing to be blessed by our father, by our parents. And let me tell you, if you have never received that blessing, there's something inside of you that hungers and thirsts and longs for that. But can I tell you this? If, if your parents never gave that to you, you still have a heavenly father that longs to place his hand of blessing on you and your family. We were created for blessing. We long for the blessing. But let me tell you, the Bible's very clear on this. Would you write this down? We are also blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. And you see this in the life of Abraham. You know, Abraham's called the father of the faith. 
And in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, God made a promise to Abraham. He said, Abraham, if you will fully follow me, I'll bless your life. I'll protect you and provide for you. I'll I'll lead you and guide you. And I will make your life a blessing to others. In fact, check out what it says in Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families of the earth will be what? Blessed through you. Would you underline that phrase, blessed through you? Do you know that's how God's blessings work? Do you know that God blesses you because he loves you? But his blessings are always bigger than just you. He wants to bless you and then use those blessings to make you a blessing to bless others. It's kind of like my giant Hershey bar that I received as a birthday present. Several years ago, a dear sister in our church, she knows I love chocolate, and she gave me this five-pound Hershey bar, and friends, it was awesome. And I received that, I was so excited, I thought, man, man, what if I tried to eat that whole thing all by myself? And I knew, man, if I ate that whole Hershey bar, I'd be a little fatter than I already am, but man... <laughs> Truthfully, it would make me sick, right? Do you know that's what happens when you try to take in all of God's blessings just for you? It makes your soul sick. See, we were, we were meant to share our blessings. So I took that five-pound Hershey bar, and right after church, we broke it. I was able to share it with 100 people in our church. We had a, like a chocolate party right here, and it was awesome. God's blessing for me turn into a blessing to over a hundred people. Can I tell you again, God blesses you because he loves you, but at the same time, he wants to make you a blessing to others. Now let's get real practical about this right here. Let me express it this way. Like God, you bless me with my home, so I'm going to open up my home to host a life group. And God, you bless me with a car, so I'm going to use my car to give my neighbor a ride to her doctor's appointment. And God, you bless me with all this clothing, so I'm going to give my extras away to the savers drive so more kids can go to camp. And God, you bless me with an awesome church family that has changed my life, so I'm going to invite as many people to come to church as I can. And God, you, you bless me with the gift of forgiveness. So I'm going to graciously forgive others who have hurt me. And God, you've blessed me with the the gift and this ability to sing or to teach high schoolers or to work with children or to have technical ability. I'm going to take the blessings of those gifts and use it to help more people know you. And I'm going to serve in my church. Friends, do you see it? God blessed you to be a blessing. And this is what I know in 20, this is what I know about your new year. 2020, you're going to have some ups, you're going to have some downs. You're going to have some great victories, you're going to have some failures. And all through the whole year, God wants to bless you, love you, walk with you, help you, but he also wants to use you 
to bless others. He is going to give you countless opportunities to be a blessing to your children, your spouse, your parents. And so with the rest of my message, I'm just going to tell you how you can give a simple blessing to people in your life. The four elements of a blessing. Would you write these down? The first one is simply appropriate touch. Appropriate touch. Scientific studies have confirmed that families and children, they do much better physically and emotionally when there's a healthy level of loving affection in the home displayed through touch, like hugs and kisses and, and tickle fights. See, we were made to be touched. The same is true of marriage. You know, marriage, marriages do much better when there's a healthy level of loving affection displayed through physical touch. And I'm talking about more than just physical intimacy. I'm talking hugs and kisses and love pats and hand holding and all of that stuff. In fact, I heard about one couple, they were having some struggles in this area because the husband, he just didn't grow up in a very affectionate family and he didn't know how to give his wife the affirming affection that she really needed. In fact, it got so bad they, they had to go into counseling. And after several counseling appointments, the husband got just so frustrated. He said, he said, he said, Doc, listen, I'm just a simple man. If you'll just show me what to do, I'll just do it. And so the doctor said, okay. And he, so the doctor, he knelt before the man's wife, and he just gently cupped her face in his hands. And he looked her in the eyes, and he said, darling, I love you. And then he gave her a gentle kiss on the lips. Then he stood up, and he said, see, your wife needs that at least three times a week. The man said, great, doc. I'll bring her in Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. You know, it's just... Uh, uh, friends, we were created for meaningful touch. It, it helps us feel cared about and connected. And, and even spiritually, we use that type of language. Like when a service really connects with you, what do you say? Man, that service really what? It really touched me. Or we use the pictorial language of, of, hey, God's hand of blessing on my life. Do you know we see it so clearly in the Bible whenever Jesus blessed somebody? In fact, look at Mark 10, 6, uh, chapter 10, verse 6 on your outline. What did Jesus do? It says he took the children in his arms, he placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. In fact, I love this picture this famous work of art of Jesus blessing this child. Do you know, parents, you can put a hand of blessing on your child. You can bless them. Another picture of this that I really love is when Jesus was healing a leper. And I've included this passage because for some of you, I believe God wants to bless you this year with a blessing of healing. Physical healing, spiritual, emotional healing. Do you know when Jesus was healing this leper, do you know lepers were considered the untouchable? And yet look how Jesus heals him. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, it says, Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Look what it says. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed and instantly the leprosy disappeared. Would you underline the phrase, Jesus reached out and touched him? I think the healing 
you know, changed his life, but it was more than that. The touch of Jesus in his life blessed his life. In fact, check out this picture. It blessed his life for the rest of his life. And you know, you can do that. You represent the Jesus in you. You can reach out and through a hand on your child's head, a hand on your spouse's shoulder, holding the hands of a dear friend that you are praying over. Appropriate touch. That's how you start the blessing. But secondly, you have to give a spoken message. A spoken message. You have all heard the nursery rhyme that goes like this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will what? Friends, that's not true, right? Names do hurt. Can I tell you the truth from Proverbs 18.21 that says this? Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Do you know that you can choose to say words of blessing and life over your children, your spouse, your friends, your family? But for that blessing to be released, for that blessing to be activated, you have to actually say it. Do you know when God was training his leaders in the Old Testament to give a blessing, this is how he did it in Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. It says, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you're to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Would you underline the phrase, say to them? Because friends, you've got to say it. You put a hand on their shoulder, you hold their hands, and you say the words representing the words of God. And God says, when you say it, I will bless them. So here's what you do, appropriate touch, a spoken message. And the third thing you want to do is attaching high value. Attaching high value. Do you know the word bless in Hebrew? It literally means this, to bow the knee. To bow the knee. Like to show high honor and respect. And do you know that in Psalm 103 verse 1, the Bible says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Do you know when you bless God, what you're doing is you're bowing before him and you're giving him the highest place of honor and value in your lives. And you know, part of the way that God blesses you is God gives you high value and honor so that you can start to see yourself through God's eyes and then when you bless others, what you're doing is you're laying a hand on that person and you're helping them by your touch and by your words, you're helping them see themselves with God's eyes so they can hear what God says about them. In fact, here's what God says about you and about me and about his people in Isaiah 43 verses 3 and 4. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, since you are what? Precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. Do you know that's how God feels about you? That's what God says about you. You're precious. You're honored. You're loved. And when you bless somebody, you're helping them to see it and feel it and connect with what God says about them. Do you know one of the writers of the book called The Blessing, 
Gary Smalley, he shares about a time where he is at a, a marriage conference. And he starts the marriage conference. He comes out with this old, scratched-up, beat-up violin. And then he holds it up in front of everybody. I mean, it's missing a couple strings. It looks terrible. And he asks, every, he asks the, the people at the wedding uh, marriage conference, what do you see? And some people just said, an old, beat-up violin. One person said, oh, a worthless hunk of junk. And then Gary Smalley said these words, what if I told you that this violin that I'm holding, inside, it's engraved with these words, Stradivarius, 1729. Then he shared, a dear friend allowed me to bring this violin today, and it's worth over $1 million. The whole conference, like, <gasps> like they were like, oh my gosh, that's precious, that's valuable. And he says it's not valuable because of, of its condition. It's not valuable because of its appearance. But it's valuable because of who made it and whose inscription is stamped inside. Now I want you to capture that because the world has a way, friends, of beating you down. The world just has its way of making you feel less than and worthless. Like if you don't have the right weight, if you don't have the right look, if you don't drive the right car, if you don't live in the right house, then you're less than and you're worthless. But friends, in the same way Stradivarius stamped inside, do you know that you have an inscription inside of you that says, made by God. Precious and honored and loved and valuable. And when you bless somebody, Appropriate touch, spoken word, you're attaching high value so that they can know that they are treasured and loved by the God of the universe. The last part of giving a blessing is when you bless somebody, you want them to help them picture a special future. A special future. So many people lose hope. So many people get stuck. So many people feel like things are never going to change. But can I tell you, God has a special future for you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you what? Hope and a future. See, you can look to 2020 with hope because you know you have a special future planned out by God for you. That's why Ephesians 2.10 says this, We are God's handiwork creating in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Do you know God in advance? He has a plan for your life, a plan for your year, and it's a plan to do good things to make a difference for good in the world. And he wants you to experience that in 2020. He wants to bless you. God wants to touch your life, speak to your heart, attach high value, and he wants to show you the special future that he's planned out for you. But can I tell you, he also wants you to be a giver of the blessing. He also wants to give you opportunities all throughout the year to bless other people. Your, your, your son or your daughter on their birthday, your spouse on their anniversary, your parents on Mother's Day or Father's Day, or a struggling friend who needs a hand of hope placed on their shoulder. God wants you to, be, to receive his blessing and then carry that blessing everywhere you go. And I hope you will. 
I hope you'll be blessed in 2020. And then I hope that you will grow to be a blessing. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you faithfully carried us through 2019. And now as you lead us into 2020, we can live with excitement and hope with the knowledge that you made us to bless us, you long to bless us, and that you're going to use us to be a blessing in our church, in our community, in our world, for Christ's sake. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.